0: This. this this is, this is, this is, this is diverse diverse diversified. diversified game game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may
1: agree, he may
0: oppose, and it's more
1: than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out.
0: And AL.
1: Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses.
0: So let the game begin. everybody today's guest is someone we met at podfest and we rolled together like the weather and leather miss morgan from bottomless conversations morgan i hope i got that right
2: yes you got it correct that is correct bottomless conversation
1: and i just want to have- uh I want to clarify something because when I first heard the name Bottomless Conversations, um, mm-hmm. the way my mind is set up, I I saw like people with, like the the Bottomless Party from like Harold and Kumar, where nobody had on any pants. But what uh, explain to people why Bottomless Conversations?
2: Well, Bottomless Conversations because I I do listen to podcasts a lot, um, and. When I created Bottomless Conversations, I didn't want to, because everybody kept asking me, well, what are you going to talk about? What do you want to talk about? And I don't like being put in a box. So, mm-hmm. um, and I brunch a lot. So, right. and when I, when we go to brunch, the first thing we ask, bottomless do you mimosas. have bottomless mimosas? Yep. <laughs> because we want to drink to no end. We don't want, we don't want it to be a cap on the amount of, you know, mimosas we can have because we know once we get what we need in us, then we're going to, the conversation is going to go wherever. So that is why it's bottomless conversations because we talk about whatever, you know, there are, there are no, no limits to what we're going to discuss on the show. So I didn't want my guests or anybody that's on the show to feel like, you know, they were put in a box and we could only discuss one thing because our thoughts aren't like that. We may start talking about one thing that'll trigger another thought and you know, you want to jump to that subject, so you know that is why I I chose you know bottomless conversation.
1: Okay, fair. And so, and so we're clear. You just kind of are the the conversation of of all trades, pretty much. So <laughs> if we want to talk, we want to sip some tea on the show and talk. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, talk the latest tea. If we want to talk some politics, some governments, some, some comedy. Um, social justice you're you're here for it all
2: listen as long as you know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) as long as you know what you're talking about we're gonna talk about it because i I don't because i'm not the host that knows everything so i'm very open to educate me you know tell me what you know you know it's not an interview it's a conversation
1: conversation all right fair enough and so in that can you tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day um is when it comes to what you what you do outside of the podcast
2: um so i work for a security company uh i pretty much um you know manage security officers that you know work you know gates and things like that at different okay. properties but you know i just you know i get up and you know i i check on people right. I you know make go to meetings and things like that you know i'm a mom so you know, I do that, do my mommy
0: thing,
1: and you know. See you. Do, you well, try to. You do more play than L-O-C. that, right? Exactly. I did. You said
0: you. said you are VP. You are of <laughs> top white security nationwide. Oh, that you are we're the afraid. heir of. You I'm, are the I'm, heir.
1: I want. Yeah, I want to. I want to play it real big, real quick, because, um, you know. I do want to bring this up and shouts out to the family business Um, Mm -hmm. because you you're you're, you are VP of operations. Correct is is that the correct title?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, VP of
1: operations, and that is via a company that your your father owns. And that's something that we we want to praise here. One, we praise entrepreneurship, but then two, we praise black business ownership, of course. And that is like. In my mind, that's almost like a father's dream, having someone to actually pass it down to um, and, you know, carry on the legacy of, hey, you know, we're going to keep this thing rocking and hope that every generation uh, is empowered and better than the last. So, um, you know, you was playing it small real quick, but we had to we had to big it up a little bit there. So yeah, the yeah, you know, I just, you you know, you know, I
2: just you know try to you know keep it keep it humble, you know. But yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's definitely a pleasure, you know. And I'm so mm-hmm. proud of my dad, you know. Right. Um, for stepping out on faith and, and starting his own business and being successful in it, he's definitely a business role model for me. And for him to trust me, you know, with you know, that title and responsibility mm. is an honor. So I definitely, you
1: Absolutely. know. And and I have to say, we were down when we were down at Power fest together and the way that you handle calls, I was like <laughs> I was like, dang, I, I need uh I need that type of energy sometimes. you just be getting and like, oh what'd you say? Okay, boom. I'm about to call so and so, get this wrapped up, taken care of, bop, bop, bop. Um it's not like you're undeserving of your title either the way that oh, you no, handle um uh, yourself in business. And so I do want to touch on that too. Being a black female in in business um let alone it being um you know a business that you kind of have an ownership stake in. Um but also do people view you differently because you're in such a power role as a black woman?
2: Um you know I haven't really experienced um that side of it honestly but i do know that i guess when it comes to men and it's so funny that you you asked that question because i actually recorded last night and we talked about the different effects Mm. that being successful being successful has for men and women and for women it, it it intimidates a man especially if he doesn't if he's not at your level or higher so I think with being a black woman in business, when Wait, you say that again, if he's
1: not what, if he's not what,
2: if he's not as successful as okay. you are, or or a higher, then it's a little intimidating when you when you are a black woman and you come in and you say, oh, I'm VP of operations for this company, and and maybe he's in between jobs or he's not, you know. So I think in that sense, but in the corporate world, um. I wear it as a a badge of honor, honestly. So I walk in the room, here I am. So, you know, if if there are challenges or if there are barriers, you know, in the sense of, you know, black woman being in business, I try not to pay that much attention to them. Because then it pulls me away from what's going on
1: absolutely and I just want to say it sounds like y'all was talking about uh, uh someone you probably shouldn't have messed with no way well
2: <laughs> not necessarily but to think about it when a man is successful it there are no limits to the type of woman that's going to approach whether approach she got shit right. or she got a lot
1: exactly
2: it's, it's but, he's never intimidated it's almost like mm-hmm. a prize Well, for men if they meet a woman he's in between jobs or maybe he has a good job but just not as good mm-hmm. as hers it's like well I'm out of my league. I can't, you know, I don't have, I can't be the yeah. man of her house because she already done built some
1: shit. She done, yeah. well, uh, that, yeah. like I said, that that yeah. was a brother, like I said, that was a brother you shouldn't have mess with no way because
0: yeah, when I, because a, a real one, off a right. off the street would have
1: said, this is what we got. Oh, right. what we got. Right. Someone who's going to appreciate we you all in all splendor. Right. That's what you mean, yeah. someone who appreciates all all the splendor. And uh, on top of that, I think there's a there's a certain amount of, of confidence that someone, forget a man alone, but someone has to have um, in themselves uh, to pursue anybody, right? I feel like that you shouldn't be relegated or feel limited by your partner's occupation or title or, or whatever, um, because that's not indicative of the type of person you are. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you don't have to join a strong man competition, uh, in order to be a great weightlifter. You don't have to be an Olympian to be a fast runner. Um, some things are just titles when you know yourself and know your worth, whatever someone else has doesn't diminish what you have. And so when I look at it like that, that's what I mean by saying, Hey, that person probably wasn't the right one anyways, because, right. um, it was probably going to shift at some point um no matter how successful they are or aren't or you are or aren't it's probably going to end up down the road some type of power struggle of some kind when someone feels like their title has to dictate the control they have in a household so right. you know just throwing that one out there um uh, you know I'm not a relationship <laughs> expert but I feel like you know that that was a little bottomless conversation uh gab right there that I had to drop yeah. off at you for a minute yeah, you that's know how, so yeah. That's well, it. you were so, right
0: on, Ty. As a relationship mm-hmm. expert and someone who's <laughs> been out a for, filmmaker. Marriages, <laughs> and, uh, for marriages and ordained to marry for anybody
1: who needs help. me too. You were me too. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I know who I so, need to
2: call when I get ready.
1: Exactly. I mean, oh, Kelly. You can call before, could, You know, <laughs> we could tag team a wedding. Yeah, but, we but, could, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you gotta watch your language because some folks will <laughs> know us will say, "Hey, see these uh- <laughs> guys—they trying to, they listen, try to break in, break in the bride before."
2: <laughs> listen, you know, listen. Listen, you already know. <laughs> right? <laughs> hold on, now, what kind of party is
1: this? Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to but, pray over the bride for so y'all going. Ex-
1: exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So now, so, so wait, wait, go hold on
0: time. I want to, I want to stay on that topic real quick because I want to know if Morgan has um, got any flack for like people trying to make her feel guilty of her father's success and, and, you know, try to make her seem less of a business uh, woman because, oh, this is your daddy's. And if not for that, you know, even personal or business wise, have you got any mm-hmm. pushback
2: not necessarily, and usually, like I always tell everybody, like this wasn't this is this wasn't my field. I didn't come, you know, originally. I wasn't supposed to come down to Florida and work for my dad's company. I know shit about security. I know shit about, you know, honestly managing. And my even though at the time I thought it was, you know, unfair, but my dad pretty much threw me to the wolves. I had to learn my way. Right. He just put me out there. So, and, 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 and we had to do it that way, first of all, to gain respect from the other employees, other supervisors. Because I did come in and it was like, oh, you're you the dad, you you know, you're the boss's daughter. So, you know, of course you're going to get X, Y, and Z. So I came in already with the mindset of I have to earn my title, which is why I don't lead with it because I never led with it. Hmm. I always okay. came in. I'm just like the rest of y'all. I'm just as equal. Hey, if I if I fuck up, guess what? I get called and cursed out the worse cuz I am the daughter. Right. <clears throat> so, right. you know, I think at, at first there was there probably was a little pushback because of, you know, me being his daughter, but once I came in and they saw where I had to earn my my place just like everybody else, then it kind of went out the door.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So now, how does that what path were you on then before, you know, VP of Ooh, child. Your company. Ooh, what your was the path? <laughs> uh,
2: well, back home I was uh working in the call center at the mayor's office. Um okay. like I've always been in customer service. Mhm. Um ever since my first job with you know, doing catering you know, with my mom. So customer service has always kind of been the thing for me. But I was working in the call center, and I went to college and graduated, you know, with a history degree. So I knew I could teach. Mm-hmm. I You know, I taught at a dance studio. I love being around kids. So I was like, you know, you know, if we make this move to Orlando, I'll just teach. You know, okay. that was the plan. But for me to go into the classroom and teach, you know, but I kept, I, I, I failed the test you know to get my certification back home and sometimes you know it can be discouraging but I think it was it was the plan all along I wasn't meant to pass that test because it would be by like five points and that's Mm. some frustrating shit when it's five like y'all couldn't give me five on it
1: right (laughs) right
2: (laughs) it's like and now I look at the bigger pictures because that wasn't where I was supposed to be
1: Fair. and um i don't want to breeze by this but you said uh catering with your mom so did your mom also own a business
2: no she didn't my mom oh. you know worked worked for the university of alabama um uh-huh. crazy story because my mom didn't go to school for my mom went to nursing school she went to cosmetology school but you know growing up you know you learn have those hard lessons or whatever and she worked in the club bartending and that was pretty much what she did while i was young and then we got into a situation where it was time to you know get a job job and so she applied for the university of alabama and she started doing catering and she was very good at it mm. the only downfall was that by her not having a degree no matter how how many prestigious people requested for her to do their event they eventually brought someone else in with a degree to take over right you know but i learned a lot in catering you know with with being you know with her and learning customer service and that you know serving and things like that so you no know, she wasn't but i did you know when i moved to orlando got on my feet moved her and my grandmother and everybody else down there got in a position where i could you know help you know open up a cleaning business for her mm-hmm. so okay. now yes she's cleaning. Okay.
1: So. see and in- And I just want to tie this in because, uh, you know, obviously your history degree. I remember laughing; we were laughing like, "Okay, so really, the only thing you you were set up to do was teach, um, right?" In a manner of speaking. But you're you're affecting history and change, and you don't even realize it, or maybe you do, you know. But you're repeating the history. Obviously, stepping up into business ownership, and then, like you said, Mm -hmm. your mom now um, owns a business because of you know, the the revenue and things you were able to do w- with, uh, going down to Florida and, and being involved in your father's business. And now your mom, uh, has her business. So, uh, history is repeating itself. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have, you have, uh, kids, which we don't have to name them if you don't want to, but, mm-hmm. um, what is it like now, being in a position where they get to see your mom open a business, they see your father owns a business, they see you're a part of that business what effect um if at all, if any does that have on your children and and some of the things maybe they look at in life like ownership versus employee um, right well I, I
2: think it has a great big effect on them because like you know of course, as being a black family we the first thing that we go to is sports for our kids. Right. and and you know that was a, definitely a route in which because i have twin boys so i always was like oh they can play football or, and one of them is left-handed oh maybe he should be playing baseball mm-hmm. basketball you know trying to push mm-hmm. them into that direction but you know my kids you know push back and the pushback was positive because my boys they want to be movie directors okay that's what they want to do you know which is is along the path path of entrepreneurship they want to right. you know make their own movies you know direct those movies you know they they already speak as entrepreneurs
1: right that's and that's a different language right there
2: exactly now, it's not i want to go work for this or go beat no we want hmm. to create these movies and hire actors and you know
1: some directors think, man that's and and if you want to stand out that is that is one way to do it twin directors that that is wow like that's that's stand out right there you know what i mean they have yeah, that's
0: the lucas the lucas right
1: exactly that's what i'm like you know wow i like that so now are there any signs of things that they do currently that like, do they try to make little YouTube videos or little clips? I saw, actually. We haven't actually... gotten
2: over to YouTube just yet, but they do draw. Mm-hmm. They have probably, okay. there's probably 500 plus scripts at my house. And my boys, wow. their scripts are, um, you know, they're like animation. So they're just illustrations. Mm-hmm. There are no words. Gotcha. They draw these, okay. these stories and they know mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. They act them out and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, we just haven't gotten over to the YouTube over side of things just okay. because they want to. Now, okay. don't get me wrong. They definitely want to do it because they watch YouTube all day. I just haven't gotten okay. to the point where, you know, I'm ready to put them out there like that. The, just, okay,
1: because I did see um, one thing on one of your pages where uh, for Halloween, mm-hmm. they were uh, dressed as um, Stephen or uh, Steve Urkel and Stefan McKellen. Uh-huh. The they did the switch, which is smooth because they twins. Um, right. <laughs> and and I was like, now that, like, and, and I didn't know that they you know had the ambition to be directors or anything like that, but seeing that play out now has an entirely different meaning for me. Um, yeah. knowing that that's something that they, they aspire to be, and it's almost like they're already, 10, doing it. yeah,
2: because at 10, it's like, what do you know about Family Matters? Right, because most kids of their age, they don't know anything about it, and so that's what I love. When I say they love movies, they love originals, they love TV and stuff like that. So all I had to do was say, "Hey, this is this is the character." Mm-hmm. Show them a video one time. They were ready.
1: Right. Yeah, I was like, "Wow!" So that's uh, that's inspiring, actually, and I, I'm I'm definitely ready to encourage uh, those young men and. um and support whatever they have um going on now you know obviously mom is great we we already know that but now hearing their their background as well is uh just inspiring and I think that's a great message that is being instilled in them by seeing ownership and and they're really taking that role up so as a mom you have to be really proud of that <laughs>
2: yes definitely really. very because I'm like you know I could, you know, I could very well be, you know, the mom, like, oh, I'm so proud of, you know, nothing wrong with kids playing sports. But, you know, I just, I had to, you know, say, you know what? I got to feed. I have to feed this monster that's in them because they are serious about it. They're not just (laughs) how kids have, you know, get excited about one thing and they put it down and don't like, this is a constant. When people come over, can we show them our script? Can we show them our characters? Mm
1: -hmm. You know, so they
2: are serious about this.
1: Dang, it sounds like I might have to give in to my 5-year-old being a magician then because
2: Yeah, listen, you have this? to see
0: what they are
2: cuz that yeah. I think they're more productive when you, you know, when you feed into, when you sow like. that into yeah. that seed that they're planting
1: you yeah, know, instead that,
2: of trying to, you know, plant something else them. over here. Yeah.
1: Right. Cuz I'll tell you what, my my 5-year-old uh, everywhere we go, everything we do, he has to show people his different magic tricks and he makes up his own tricks. He's sawed his head off in the living room before. Um, wow. Right. And he's five and he's already like, got the kind of like the mechanics down for how song off a head, um, but not actually song off the head works. He's like, okay, this is how it works. My head falls in there, but then I back off and then ta da, my head's still there. Like, so yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so now on on another topic though obviously we cover the kids um for you being kind of the pivot point or the uh linchpin that holds it like the generations together right mother uh-huh. father you to kids what what do you believe your most important role is um out of those, like out of being a, a daughter, being a mother, being the VP of operations, what is the, the most important role and how do you believe that you fulfill it as your best self?
2: Um, I think being the daughter
1: mm-hmm.
2: or, and I don't even want to say the head of my family, but mm-hmm. I, I will say it Yeah, the, being the head, you know, being, you know, being the strength of my family, um, because I do take that role, and I I know they need me, you know. So right. I do everything that I can to, you know, be as strong as I possibly can when I need to be for them, you know. Steer everybody in the direction that's going to benefit us as a whole. Because like I said, I moved down here with just me and my boys, and now I have my mom, my grandmother, and both my brothers here. Okay. So I I've taken on the responsibility of My entire family, you know. So, I'm 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 the glue that holds this. That's holding the together, (laughs) you know. Because I'm like, this was. I'm like, come on down, we can do it. I'll get a house big enough for all of us, you know. Right. Making sure everybody, you know, is in a financial position where because we that we didn't have, you know, this was. I would have never in a hundred years imagined my family being living anywhere other than Alabama doing the things that they're doing. Like with my brother, he's an amazing tattoo artist. I would have never thought that he would have, you know, gotten a job. He has he works for the company as well. He got promoted within weeks of being there to sergeant now he's in a you know, tattoo shop. Like that stuff to see that stuff lets me know that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm fulfilling my position in this family. Mm -hmm. My mom, you know, stepping into the cleaning business and, you know, doing what she so it's just I I I am the head of my family.
1: And Kel, what I don't do you... know if... oh. oh, go ahead man. No, I was going to say, I don't know if you're you're Hearing this, but one thing that she Mentioned was like, well, we obviously Know this about her, she is a black Woman, but there's always that The, the trope of being like the strong Black woman and hearing that she's Kind of the glue that holds it together um, And we often talk about like, you know Do you always have to be the strong black Woman? Is that a stigma? Is that something like across the Bear? Is that uh, is that good or bad for health and different things like that? Um, I wanted to know, Kel. What do you, What do you think of hearing something like that when we look at how the the black family dynamic is, even um, when when it comes to the strong woman trope?
0: I don't think women have a choice, uh, mm. given that we have so much punctum out there and them. That you know, women, <laughs> women have always—they've—they've they've always been strong, especially black women have always been, been strong. So I mean, they just don't have have a choice because um, you know. And somebody I heard somebody just say, you know, I hear have ultra hearing. Ah, here we go bashing the man. I'm not bashing the man. I'm just saying right. you could take some hater from the woman. wings. Yeah, you could take a strong woman who has all this going for her and still um, you know be the head you know, of the of the house and have everything that you want, still be able to grab her head from the back in the right moment and let her know, you know, it is what it is. And right. and not to be intimidated by that, because you don't want a punk. Anybody can, you know, seduce a right. punk and trick a punk. So I, right. I, I like that. And I want but I want to know from, from Morgan, you know, with that strength and, and all the ambition and everything. I don't want her to be content. Um what are her next steps? for her podcast, and I want to push her, to to YouTube as well, because she had one heck of an offer, um, <laughs> and I just kind of want to see, you know, and it was given by yours truly to, you know, come on YouTube, try it out, you're already in a studio for your podcast, so you could record right there, I'm sure you're right. paying for that, and cash are in kind, one way or the other, what's up for right. the future? of the, of the podcast and all that I had said.
2: Um it's it's scary, of course, <laughs> cuz like you say yeah the offers it's it's scary because I originally just was doing this as a hobby, you know. I like I give, you know, everybody tells me, "Oh, you give great advice. I think that your thoughts need to be heard on a bigger platform than just us calling you all the time." So, you know, but you definitely meeting you guys at Podfest opened up my eyes to the possibilities because honestly I didn't know where the podcast could go. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I was just doing it. You know, people were liking it, which was surprising. They were listening to it. But the only thing on my mind was just getting content out there. I didn't know anything as far as YouTube and all that stuff like that. So meeting you guys was an inspiration for me to say, hey, I need to step it up and really think about the future of violence conversations because obviously this is something that, you know, is is, is going to create a buzz so i did post a video on youtube finally okay Um, one that i had um but i've always been the type of person where i like to have my shit together before i bring other people into you know an operation Mm -hmm. because i want to give a person something to work with um so um definitely still you know wanting to work with you guys you know as far as the offer and things like Mm that um because I know I need the guidance. Because there's a lot right. I don't know. Right. Definitely right. a lot that I do not know. Um, but I would just like to see the podcast just be a big inspiration for people. Honestly, um, I know it's good to you know, you know, get the followers, followers, and you know, mm-hmm. make the money and things like that. But I really want bottomless conversations to be the place that people come home and look forward to. You know, like mm-hmm. getting lost in gotcha you know that's what i i see bottomless conversation being like this 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 different world for people
1: okay it's brunch, it's brunch. you said something oh, what's that say that
2: i feel like i want bottomless bottomless, bottomless conversations to be the brunch of podcast and bitches they...
1: love brunch, exactly. we love brunch. <laughs> is that gonna be the tagline bitches love brunch
2: <laughs> <laughs> bitches love we love brunch <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a the that that copyright be, that that. They a love Brent. that would be a funny <laughs> shirt actually, and yeah that would be perfect for you to uh throw that out. We might have to talk about that, but yes
2: definitely uh, but
1: the beautiful part about what you just said, um one the the way that you host your show is the way that you are in real life. Um, Because like you said, on your show, you're like, Hey, I'm not the expert in everything. Teach me something, educate me. And then in that statement you just made, you said, there's a lot that I still don't know. So I'm open to working with people and doing different things. Um, The one thing that I want to say about what you just said was you said, you want to get your shit together. Um, Sometimes working with other people is how you get your shit together. So, Don't, you know, don't feel like you have to be a certain something before you say, hey, I want to work with someone else. Because, again, like you said, you don't know everything. I know I have weaknesses and I have strengths. And some of my weaknesses may be your strengths and some of your weaknesses may be my strengths. So you may get your your proverbial shit together when it comes to your content because you actually say I'm ready to work with someone else um and do that so don't think that you have to have it all together um to be um, someone that someone can work with so keep that in mind because you're valuable just where you are right now you have a value uh to people to listeners to uh, anyone that you're around you have a value inherently as a human being so don't ever you know be like I got to get my stuff together nah you ready mm. you ready um, you have an opinion, you have an opinion and you're not scared to share it. That right there is more than a lot of people out there. And she
0: has a good voice and her look backs up her voice. So it's not like a 900 number where, you know, it's, 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 you look like who done it for and what, but you right. you, you know, so you can back it up on all, all those things. I mean, this podcast right. alone would not be um, together if Tyson um, didn't do his piece because we had talked about it for years but Mm -hmm. you know you compare the branding and everything on this podcast and then even on my own podcast that I just rant and do my diary it's a whole different thing I mean we we, we put some time into it whereas
1: when I'm doing my
0: thing I'm just doing my thing and
1: and no, I even changed I your cover art because I was mad about yeah.
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he changed my cover art. You know, and, and, and that's cool. I'm like, hey, thanks, because I really, in in, in the whole big scheme of things, could care less what right. the audience thinks. And Tyson is very particular on that. And mm-hmm. even in business, there's things that Tyson will do that um, they really, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm the grumpy old man at this point. Like, yeah. man, I don't even feel like giving them uh, a, a second look, but Tyson right. said no we'll talk to him for an extended time." And I'm like, "Okay, do that, man," um, right. because mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking about you know I'm thinking about doing a Malta and making a new film. So, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I <did>. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and as a filmmaker, you know, uh, Kellen yeah. is definitely a point of inspiration for getting it done. By the way. Uh, um, I, I feel like that's a lot of the attitude that we encounter is Kellen is one of those get stuff done type of people oh
2: yeah definitely I've seen you know him in mean?
1: that exactly thing. yeah like there's no it's not like oh well hold on let's figure out how we approach this he's like approach this I'm already in front of him saying something like, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: we, we got a limited time on earth we got to get it done
1: right yeah yeah definitely can't
2: can't sit around and wait
1: yeah yeah so 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 to take that advice to the bank there uh morgan and um you know let's let's make sure that we we connect and and make some things happen uh with not just your podcast but uh the video side of it and and then Mm -hmm. expanding your, your content and i mean even with um your boys there, I mean, let's, you know, make something happen there, because they, I'm sure they're getting inspired seeing mommy putting out content. <laughs> like, what? what? you doing what? <laughs> okay. Yeah,
2: no, I was like, hey, y'all know mommy has a podcast, and they're like, huh? Mm-hmm. No, like right. Mm-hmm. I said, oh.
1: Mommy is a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but,
2: no. Uh, no
1: that, that, that's how my son is. podcast. My- yes you're like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, baby, that's
2: exactly what they think. That's exactly mm, what they would
1: think. Absolutely. So, um now there's there's also something we we want to ask here. And mm-hmm. as many good things as you do um across the board, right, with your family, um you know, being a part of the business in the podcast, what is your like charitable give back? What is either something you're doing um that's charitable or something mm-hmm. you want to do um you know a little bit down the road um to actually you know add value to the greater humanity um that may not be directly encountering you
2: um well uh one thing that i always have a passion that i've always had a passion for is dance um okay. uh before i moved to orlando i was teaching in a dance studio and Though it you know for some people it's like, "Oh, you're teaching dance, oh, that's cute, but,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I've been able to be a role model, a mentor for a lot of young girls, you know what I'm saying, who still to this day you know look up to me, they're watching me, you know, so that to you know that was probably that's probably like the one thing that I miss doing um it's sowing that type of seed, you know, in, in, that, in that sense of charitable, you know, giving. Um, now, I do um, help out uh, at a high school. Every, You know, I have a sorority sister who is head of a high school dance team and, you know, has had me come in and, you know, teach them. And it's just a feeling, you know, okay. when you have young girls that, you know, look up to you and you're able to mentor to them and speak with them and, and guide them in directions that you know create better women in the world okay for our black men because you guys need it more than than anything and then we got to start young we got to start that that cycle at a young age by building young strong women who Mm -hmm. you know are going to be of some value to the black man right you you know so for me dance is my is is my is my charitable you know giving into the world you know of course i would love to get into other things mm-hmm. you know i think i'm once i feel a passion for it then that's my niche and i'm gonna go with it
1: okay fair enough fair and enough
2: and dance is definitely my passion so um,
1: yeah know. you could break a bone i have seen it no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i have seen it you can you can definitely cut it out so and what what impact do you believe dance um, has in, in like a person's uh, personality Ooh. or or uh, progress?
2: A lot. Things can Let do. me tell you, a lot. I've seen, because coming like back home, the dance studio, Dancing Stars that I taught in, you know, that studio, we had a lot of kids, you know, like, you got to think about it. Little black girls. Don't are not usually groomed to become ballerinas and great mm-hmm. dancers all the time because our parents can't afford to send us to these studios. It's expensive mm-hmm. to, to go to a dance studio. I, I wasn't professionally trained as a dancer. Okay. I just knew I could catch a beat. I knew I could dance, and my mom put me in talent shows, you know, and okay. things like that, but I stuck with it. So I've seen a lot of girls come in you know, having bad days, probably home is probably a fucking wreck, but Mm -hmm. at the studio, they get to feel free. They get to release emotion. I think dance can be a a, some form of, you know, mental relief, and especially Mm -hmm. now since we're talking about mental illness and things like that, like, I've seen dance heal Mm -hmm. a, a kid. You know, a okay. child, a young girl who's, you know, feeling like she just should just give it all up, you know, and, and, and dance being that outlet to cry, you know, okay. and to feel and to be happy when you, this for me, I have, a, I can have a bad day and I'll go to the dance studio and, I can, and I'm happy. Right. Okay. So I I think it's very important. I think it's, you know, very vital.
0: Okay. You said that with such conviction and you it. I know you meant it, but we, we also have a thing where we take people and we do other businesses. And I'd love to use that piece for um, a new product that I just created. And when you said dance, you know, cause, and then I'm going to, you know, we'll, we'll mess with the words a little bit and, you know, dance will heal any disease. Dance will heal you, but you got to know how to dance in the moves. And I just, I mean, this is total shyster thing, but <laughs> I mean, the way you said that, I said, wait, dance can do all that. Hold on. There may be some money since everybody's selling everything nowadays, Um, you know, that that, that mm. could be, that could be, that that was deep. Well, got, that's your charitable give back. I'm going to turn it into <laughs> a million
1: dollars. Yeah. Listen,
2: all you need to do is create a space for people to feel free, to feel, you know, a no judgment zone. If you create mm-hmm. it, then you you've helped somebody, whether right. you know it or not.
0: That's right. that's that is real talk. And there are places like there's a place in London in the tourist areas, um Trivaga Square, I think. There's a big mm-hmm. deli circus. One of those areas. They got a twenty four hour club. And when you go in that club, people are just having a good time. No one cares if it's noon or whatnot, but they're dancing. And mm-hmm. you know, um and, and, and the drinks are flowing, of course. But um but no, that's um no that that's that's a beautiful thing. And a beautiful
1: mm-hmm. gift back. All right. So, um, Morgan, you want to let everyone know where they can find you um, and, and all that good stuff?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, you can follow me um, on the podcast page, which is Bottomless Conversations. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. You can also follow my personal page, see what I'm just doing, you know, here mm-hmm. and there. Um, it's conscited underscore and K O N S K. the number three, the number three, T-E-D underscore um, zero
1: eight.
2: Yeah, follow me. Come over. Talk to me, you know.
1: <laughs> Say what's up. <laughs> Say what's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we want to thank you for coming on with us, Morgan, and um, look forward to working with you and connecting more. Oh, definitely. Thank
2: you guys for having me.
1: So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online.
0: You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified.